Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dare to Self-Care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. I'm shocked that I'm so chipper and calm right now because I already recorded this entire intro and it didn't save. I'm shocked that has never happened to me before. Basically, what kept happening was my salmon was in the air fryer, so the thing would go off and then I would pause the recording and then click re- like record again. And I thought that it would just, you know, go next to the last recording, but it seems it re-recorded every time. Whatever. That made no sense. No one cares. Let's move forward. (laughs) Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Loving this new schedule. I hope that it works for all of you guys. And I'm so excited for our guest this week, Rachel Mansfield. You are going to love her. If you don't know her, you're welcome. I'm sure you already know her, but if you don't, seriously, you're going to thank me. But we'll get into all things Rachel in just a few. We have to start every episode with what was in alignment for us this week and what was out of alignment for us this week. And per usual, I'm going to go through what was in and out of alignment for me. And I hope you guys are reflecting on the same, doing your homework. And I'm just going to trust that you are. So What was in alignment? I finally got some rest. If you've been listening the past few weeks, I have been speaking a lot about how I've been just really on the go. Like, I know I'm always on the go, but even on the weekends, like I've been going out a lot. I've been going away for the weekend. So every weekend, I feel like I've had something, whether it be a wedding or staying at my friends in the Hamptons multiple weekends, different people each time. Like, it's just been a wild summer and I mean I'm very happy about that because I don't want to look back on the past two years and be like wow I was heads down in work and nothing else because that's sort of how I look at the pandemic which I'm so grateful for because everyone was just sitting at home and I'm glad I took advantage of it for sure but I'm happy that this summer when we're finally all able to go out again that I was with my friends and out and about and then also focusing on work and so I'm, I'm very happy about it but I think I just really needed and was craving some rest, but I felt like I couldn't get it because once the weekend was over, I had to get into the week and do a million things. So also I have a move coming up. I'm moving a week from tomorrow when you're listening to this. So, oh my God, I have not done a single thing. But that's besides the point. We're talking about what was in alignment. So between like Thursday to Sunday this past week, I finally got to rest. So I tried out acupuncture and cupping for the very first time at Aura on Tuesday. And it was the most relaxing, pleasant experience ever. Like truly, I think I needed it. And because they invited me in to create some content... I was working and it was sort of like an excuse for me to really relax while also working, which I'm in a very fortunate position to be able to do that. But something about the acupuncture just, it brought everything to the surface and I felt really loopy and it was all great. Like I was on a high almost, like feeling really nice and aligned. But then on Thursday, I was just shot. Like, I I also think I worked Monday to Wednesday night at Rumble after getting back hungover from the Hamptons on Sunday. Like, it was just a lot of go, 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 sleeping late, eating late. Like, it was just not good. So I think by the time Thursday came around, I was just so shot physically, emotionally, mentally, and I just let myself lay. I did some PR work on the computer from the couch, but like, 
for the most part. I vlogged last week, so I did a week in my life, and I edited it and uploaded it on Saturday, so it's already live in real time. So you can go check it out. You'll see on Thursday, like, I was just in bed all day. I mean, on the couch all day, and I loved every second of it. I just let myself feel shitty and indulge in it because one thing I've learned in terms of burnout is I, you know, the sooner I let myself just like relish in it and enjoy and do nothing and and watch shows and like do what I want to do, the quicker I'll recover. And it's so true. So Friday, I didn't do anything at night. Saturday, I uploaded the video, which, you know, I wasn't even planning on doing. I was just feeling super inspired. And then at night, I hung out with my sister, went to her apartment, and we just, you know, there's something about having a sister or having a really close best friend where, like, you have another body in the room and technically you're socializing and you don't feel lonely, but, like, you don't really have to talk. Like, obviously, we spoke a lot, but we... Every time we hang out, we order in sushi and we binge watch a show. And this weekend was White Lotus. And it's just like always exactly what I needed. It's so comforting. It doesn't feel like you're socializing. It takes nothing out of you. It's just really nice. So I loved it. And yeah, it was just exactly what I needed to finally relax. And if you can tell, my voice feels so much more luscious and full. And it's because I finally got a weekend to not go out, not drink, not scream over music not be too social where I'm talking too much and my voice is shot. Like, I feel like I got my voice back. Stella got her groove back. We're back, which is good because I'm recording a bunch of podcasts this week, which, you guys, I I can't even believe that the last few weeks I had Sydney Cummings, Michelle Reed, Rachel Mansfield. Like, this is crazy thinking about all the people that are coming on to my podcast soon as well. Like, I... It's all honestly thanks to you guys and your reviews and engaging in the Instagram community. So if you haven't done either of those things, follow us on Instagram, engage with us, write a review. I'm just, it really helps me get these incredible guests and I'm so excited for where this podcast is going. So that was what was in alignment for me this week. Now what was out of alignment for me this week? Honestly, I kind of just mentioned it, but fatigue I felt sick and the main thing here was that I worked out once and I'm not saying like for aesthetic reasons like oh no I just worked out once like no it's not about that working out for me it gives me a sense of structure it gives me a guaranteed piece of self-care every day it sets my mood like it resets me if I'm feeling on edge or anxious or whatever it is, like a workout, especially a workout class where I'm not on my phone and I'm like really working hard, it just completely resets me. And I didn't have that at all last week until Friday. I worked out once and it was like the best workout ever. I needed it so badly. I went to Rumble and just like was a maniac. So it was great. But yeah, I just feel like I'm lacking structure. I just, I started the week on a bad note and and then I got tired and it was just overwhelming and I felt shitty and the move is coming up and I'm stressed and I I need to have more structure. So as much as I've been absolutely loving this new way of life for me, like I, I speak about it all the time. I love that every day is new. It's fun for me to plan the next day, the night before and, and have that autonomy over my schedule. But I think along the way, I lost some structure. So I know a few weeks ago I mentioned that I was loving like being able to work out midday and afternoon and I think that allowed me to like just sort of lose grasp on my morning routine and I find myself throughout the day if I don't work out in the morning like just figuring out when I'm going to fit it in and then I probably won't fit it in and then it's like a whole thing when if I just take like the 815 rumble class or the 8am the class online or whatever I'm doing like if I just do that every morning or almost you know like five times a week, I it's it's done. It set my tone. I'm in a good mood. My endorphins are running. I feel happy. I feel energized. And I'm good for the day. So I also stopped doing kundalini breath work because I just – I don't feel connected to it right now. I, I'm craving some silence for some reason. Like I'm, I'm craving more of a silent meditation. So I've been looking more into transcendental meditation and I just got an email that all of these sessions are releasing for September in New York and I took that as a sign and I've been looking into it. They have online sessions, they have in-person, so 
I think I'm going to learn transcendental meditation. Once I settle into the new apartment, I think I'm going to sign up. But I just lost sight of all of that. So I'm trying to implement basically exactly what I had during the 9 to 5, which was every morning before I was going to officially sit down at my desk for the day, I woke up, I did my breath work, I made my coffee while watching YouTube, and then I got some movement in, whether it was a walk or a workout, like whatever it was. That's what I did every morning, and and I'm missing that structure back, and I think I'm realizing like I can still have that part just because I don't have the rest of that misery of the rest of the day. Doesn't mean I can't still have that consistent morning. Unless, of course, I'm working the morning shift or something, but that's rare. So I started with that today. Today's Monday. You're listening to this on Tuesday. And I'm hoping to do that for the rest of the week. I put it in my Google Calendar. 7 a.m. meditation, 7.15, 7.30 coffee, 8.15, 8.30 workout. And I needed to just put it in my calendar to remind myself that we're going to do this every day this week. And what's kind of exciting is in a week and a half once my move happens, like I'm going to have a whole new morning routine probably with Ethan. He wakes up earlier and I don't really see myself like, like I kind of want to build a routine with him, not like so we're attached to the hip or anything like that, but it's kind of nice to like have the alarm, you wake up at the same time, you have your morning coffee together, and then if the whole rest of your day gets away from you, like at least you had that together, and then we work out separately, so like then we part ways after the coffee so my routine probably will change a bit in like a week and a half but as I enter this period of extreme overwhelm with the move I need to at least have that so something I always like to do I don't know if you realize this but every time I have an out of alignment for this week I always pivot it to like here's the lesson I'm going to learn from it here's what I'm going to change this week instead of just using this as like a venting complaining session I find it really helpful to be like but I learned this maybe I need some more of this or whatever it may be so I hope you guys are doing the same maybe journal on it journal what was in alignment for me this week what was out of alignment for me this week and how can I use that to bring it into the next week so I hope that's helpful it's actually I kind of got it from a tip I got for an interview so I'll, I'll relay the tip in case any of you guys are going on job interviews but basically it's like that that main question of what are your strengths and weaknesses when you're asked what your weakness is make sure that you say your weakness and then you say but since recognizing that I've been able to use it to my advantage and now I do this so empathy you know I I, I couldn't find empathy to be my weakness because I feel too bad for people or you know something that makes more sense than that but I've been using it to my advantage now because I'm able to see other people's perspectives and come to a larger conclusion that's an example. One of my best friends always jokes that like I should be in HR because I geek out on that stuff. But anyway, I do, you know, on that note, jumping around here, but on that note of sort of taking the lesson and putting it into the next week and also getting that structure back, I do kind of want to start doing like weekly or monthly goals again. And maybe this is a good space to do it. Like the first podcast episode of every month, we, I, give you guys some prompts on like how to make your own monthly goals and we like set them together every month let me know if you're interested in that it could be like a fun way to hold each other accountable to setting those goals let me know or maybe I'll do like a live YouTube video let's goal set first of every month first night of every month we like do it together (gasps) that sounds so fun let me know your thoughts (laughs) before I forget DM me so that I remember Anyway, if you're interested in all that's to come with my move, I'm going to be doing a whole series of move-in vlogs from packing to moving in to apartment doors, the whole thing. So subscribe to me on YouTube, Jen Lauren. If you're interested in that, I'll try to get some Instagram content on Jen Lauren as well. But let's breathe in more of what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. (sighs) Okay. Let's introduce our amazing guest of this week, Rachel Mansfield. She's a recipe developer and a blogger, and all of her recipes require just the good stuff. So minimal amounts of ingredients, very little prep work, very basic cooking skills necessary, and her recipes are made with just real food. There's no ingredients that are artificial used in there. 
It's just all like real good food, but it's so indulgent. Like I make her food maybe once a week and Ethan thinks I'm like the best baker of all time. He like begs for my cookies, even though I tell them they're, I tell him they're Rachel's, but like you're going to be the best girlfriend in the whole world, the best friend, the best daughter in the whole world. If you start following Rachel's recipes, because they're so good and fudgy and indulgent, they don't taste healthy at all. Because they use like Who Kitchen chocolate and they really require no effort, I mean, no prep or no, you know, going out and doing a shop. So that's another reason I always do Rachel's recipes is because I don't have to go out and buy anything. Like I know I have almond flour, I know I have eggs, I know I have vanilla extract. Like it's just the basics, yet every recipe is so different. Like it's it's crazy. So I always use her recipes. They're super easy, super quick, and minimal effort, minimal ingredients. So highly recommend. And what we dive into here, I love her podcast because it's very conversational. It's very go with the flow. Like you're listening in on a coffee shop date. And I kind of wanted that to be what this episode was. So I ask a lot of questions out of curiosity and just like they just float out of me. But I didn't really prep for this at all. I never do Q&A style. Like, I never, like, read an outline. I always like to let it flow. But something about this one, I just wanted to, like, chit-chat with a friend. I knew we would vibe well. I I just admire her so much and how she's able to show up so raw and real but also have, like, unreal recipes and great content and be so funny and share her family. Like, she's truly one of a kind on social media. A great follow. But... We talk about what it's like marrying your first boyfriend, her husband Jordan joining her brand, how Instagram is now turning to video and how, you know, like I said, you can show up fully on, fully as yourself on social media, authentic, and, you know, also create quality content and how you can juggle the two, being, you know, quality, aesthetically pleasing, but then also being raw and real on social media. And yeah, we dive into all of that, like how she's, how am I, she started podcasting, her journey on social media. Her thoughts on having a niche and saturation and all of that. But then we also dive into body image struggles and how developing recipes has helped her relationship with food, which is very similar to Vegikin's Remy Park story. Um, go listen to that episode if you haven't yet, but she has a very similar story in that sense. And we talk about, you know, how who you surround yourself with can really affect your relationship with food and how important that is. So we dive into all of that. And before we get into the episode, Please subscribe and leave this podcast a review. It takes two seconds on Apple Podcasts. It's literally right there. It says write a review right when you go to the page. You write a review for two seconds and it means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much in advance. Thank you to everyone who has already written a review and subscribed. And let's get into the episode. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy that you jump right into I do the same thing because it's like um, that you miss all the small talk then. That was intentional because I know you like to do that. And ever since I listened to your podcast, I was like, I need to start doing that. Like I'll start talking to guests and I'll be like, wait, I'm just going to start recording if you don't mind because like then we're just going to start restating the same stuff. And I think it's fun to hear the small talk. So I'm with you. It is. And then I also just, it makes it more of an organic conversation and it makes it more conversational a lot of the times, um, especially if you don't know the guests too, because I feel like you're making small talk or making them feel welcomed in general. But yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I think more people should do that instead of like clicking play and making it a formal situation. I love just feeling like I'm listening in on a conversation. Me too. I'm with you. Okay, well, I know we just said no formalities, but at the top of every podcast episode, I ask my guests for their top self-care tip that has played a role in their success. Um, my daily walks. Definitely my morning walk every single morning, rain or shine, has been – I've been doing that mm, probably since I moved to – when I was living in the city, so maybe like seven years ago, and wow. it's my form of free exercise – it ensures that I get out of the apartment um, and it's like my everything. If I don't go for a walk, I'm so cranky. Yeah. So it's not like a new pandemic thing for you. You've always been like that because I feel mm-hmm. like people have just taken on the walks during the pandemic, including myself. 
oh no, I'm like a 10,000 a day step tracker, which I never really openly talked about because I didn't want people to make fun of me. But now that during the <laughs> pandemic, people were talking about it so much. Right. And Jordan, do they, people don't realize you've been doing this for, for forever. I'm like, I know, but it's okay. And you know, it just, it, Jordan works from home now too. And he'll like not leave the apartment. I'm like, that's why I get out at 8 30 yeah. in the morning. And it's, it's nice. It's also when I do like our growth, my grocery shopping for recipes, I'll like run an errand if I have to do something. Um, but it's like, I don't know, it just sets up the whole day for me with like a clear and open head. I call a friend, I call my mom, my parents live close by right now. So I'll even go for a walk with my mom. So it's yeah. like a nice treat. That is really nice. I also love how we're talking about this. Like it's a new trend. You're like, Jordan said, I've been doing this since before the pandemic. Like it's literally just walking, but we just never, we never made the time to do it before because it was always just, you get your steps in walking to work or walking to dinner or whatever it was. But now it's like, we've sort of had to make the time to get out of the house because we were literally locked in, but good for you for always knowing that that trend was there for a reason. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) So when I posted on my Instagram, I always do like a graphic saying someone's coming on. Like, do you have any questions? And Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of people say like, oh my God, I love this pairing. You guys are so similar. And I was like, wait, what? Great. I have a new friend. (laughs) I know. And they were, I was like, wait, why? And they're like, a few people were just like, I don't know. It's an overall vibe. I can't explain it. And then I was thinking about it and I realized that we have something very rare in common. You have been with your husband, like you've never been with anyone else, right? Um, like uh, like sexually, sexually, I've been with a lot of other people, but I've been <laughs> with Jordan's been, um, <laughs> um, I've been with Jordan since I was 19. Right. Um, which I just made myself sound horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been with Jordan since I was 19 and he's my first, like, legitimate boyfriend yes that's what I meant yeah okay so same and I've been with my boyfriend for 10 years well it'll be 10 years in November since high school and I just feel like it's such a different experience like growing up together that no one else can really understand it is and it's something that sometimes I feel like I take for granted because a lot of my friends that are single or you know my brother's single and dating and I'm so clueless when it mm-hmm. comes to like, you know, like we don't know what apps are. We don't know what Hinge and Tinder and, you know, J Swipe and whatever else is like out there. And Locks Club. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally don't know and understand any of these things. And part of me is so grateful that I've never had to struggle when it comes to dating. I told my friends two weeks into dating Jordan when I was a sophomore in college that we were going to get married. And they just looked at me. Like, you did a 180 of who you were two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's like, you just knew. And then, but sometimes I feel like I have FOMO that I've never been on a date. Like, I've ne- you've never been on a first date. Like a, nope. You never went to a bar, like, got dressed up to, like, meet someone for the first time. By the way, not even with Ethan. Like, we didn't go on dates when you were in high yeah. school or, you know? Like, that wasn't really a thing. It was like, you go to parties, maybe you hang out at each other's houses, but I've never been on, like, a date, don't really know who this person is. Let's see how it goes. And Ethan and I are very open and honest about like, should we, like, is that something that we're missing out on? Like one day, are we going to regret it? And then like, I'll take my friend's phone and be like, can I see your app? Like, I want to have fun. Like I'm going to scroll through. I'm sick of it in two minutes. Like literally they're like, yeah, there's no one on here. It's brutal. And then you realize everyone's out there just trying to find what you already have. How old are you? I'm 25. Oh, you were a baby. Yeah. I mean, Sophomore I was in high school. Wow. I mean, I was Crazy. engaged to Jordan. We were 23. We were dating for four years. And, like, oh, my wow. friend almost dropped dead. I yeah. almost dropped dead when he proposed. But I don't, like, have regrets on ever doing everything so young. But I definitely feel like you, def- you missed out. But when I think about it, if I was meeting someone, trying to meet someone, or going to a bar, or going on a date, I'd be looking for Jordan. So exactly. yeah, I don't, I didn't, we didn't have like the thrill of the look and like looking and like the adrenaline rush that that comes with, but I mean, I'm very content in a good way. Completely agree. Were you, wait, you said you almost dropped dead. Were you surprised when he proposed? Beyond. I faint, my eyes rolled behind my head when he proposed to me. I had no idea. I was, I knew we were getting married, 
and like we're going to get married but I didn't know the day that he proposed that he was going to I had no idea that's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's how it should be oh I completely agree but did you know he was gonna propose like that year oh my god no, I would never. have slapped him in the face. <laughs> we were so young, like 23 years old. But I mean, I took him on a family vacation with my parents when we were dating for, I invited him when we were dating for five months. That's like early to bring your boyfriend from college yeah. away to like St. Thomas with your family and your brother. Like, I don't know. It was so weird, but I just like, we always knew and we've always vibed very well together. We're really similar in a lot of ways, but like, we're also like a yin yang couple where he's, we're like, honestly, like a black and white cookie. Like, you know, you like had to have, I like to have a little bit of both. Like we're very (laughs) different, but we want the same things and we have the same like goals and ambitions, but he's a lot more like mellow and low key and strategic very like analytic but very neurotic and I'm like shoot for the stars and let's hope something sticks and that's so interesting because Ethan and I are the same way like we're so different in so many ways even our interests like he's literally an environmental scientist and I'm here podcasting (laughs) like like couldn't be more different in Mm -hmm. that way but agreed like we the bigger picture we both always agree on and something I always say to people that most people can't understand and it's okay if you can't even relate to it, but I'm curious if you can. Like I always say, I don't feel like I've been with the same person for 10 years though. Like I feel like every stage of life, college, post-college, this apartment, that apartment, like it's always a different relationship. It's not like I've been with the same person in the same relationship for 10 years. Like we've both grown and changed individually and then also together. No, you've evolved together. Like I couldn't, yeah. that's the same with us. You've, I've gone through every, you know, trial and tribulation. Like everything's been with Jordan, my ups, my downs, my my left, my right. Like everything mm-hmm. has been with him. So it would be weird not to have him like to okay. experience everything. Yeah, agreed. But now I saw he's joining your company. Yes, I'm honored that you called me. They called it a company. Thank you so much. My company of one. <laughs> your brand. Uh, well, now, my, my brand, my company of one now too. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he's leaving his job in finance to come and run my business with me, which is, I mean, it's like a really, I, it's a it's a lot to swallow right now, but um, yeah. it's wild when we think about it. And it was been, it hasn't been a long time coming. It was a very, you know, in the early June or on my birthday, we just made the decision. This is, you know, was the end goal. We were hoping that he would stay at his job probably like a little bit longer than he is, but it just got to the point where I can't do this by myself anymore. I've been doing it by myself for over six years and I just, where I want to take my business and my brand and expand. It's like, it's a joke to try and do it, do it myself. So there's no one I trust more than my husband and he's coming on to hang. That's crazy. So what's his role? Like, what's he going to be doing? So my work with DBA, they're my management um, company, and my manager loves TikTok. <laughs> I downloaded TikTok when it came out and never opened the app. I just like I logged, like signed up with my username, and he's gonna be running my entire TikTok that does not basically doesn't exist right now. Although we did have one viral video that had 1.2 million views, and I had like three followers, so that was wow. really cool. Um, but I'm sure as you've heard, Instagram and really just social platforms in general are really moving more towards video only. And when it comes to recipe creations and just content creation overall, I can't do like recipe testing, shooting this, the photos, styling them for my blog and doing the videos and everything all at the same time, all by myself in my little kitchen. So Jordan's doing all video stuff with me and he's also helping with um, recipe creation. And the content creation. So Jordan's a really good cook. Like, okay. I can bake you the best cookies that you've ever eaten. He can make you a gourmet dinner that you wouldn't even know took him, like, a half an hour to make. But, like, he's just such a good cook. Love and, the children. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and so far, Ezra is the biggest food king ever. So hopefully Love Brody it. likes food as much. Um, so he's going to be helping me with that. He's going to be – I'm coming out with a couple of products – in the next year or so, um, he's helping, you know, just with 
everything where you invest in a lot of brands he's going to be helping me with those he's honestly just going to be like my right hand when I first yeah. thought about hiring someone I was going to bring on an assistant and then I just said I didn't want to babysit someone in a way like I don't want to delegate to someone all day I don't want someone to come and help me like open my packages and like yeah. wash my dishes and things like like I and that's what the person would be doing I need someone right. who's like smarter than I am and can like just help me with like a maraud of things and I'm I like definitely in it with you like emotionally yeah. invested in it with you gets your vision like knows you exactly. through and through yeah and it's like also where I'm in, I'm investing in our family like I'm hiring my husband it's definitely financially it, it makes the most sense for us and then it's cool because like he's along for everything like now he's on he's just he's involved in every capacity of my business Pinterest Facebook there's just a lot more that I want to do. I want to do a Patreon community, newsletters, and my head just spins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's going to be helping with a Marat. We don't have a title for him yet. I kind of want to call him like chief of everything else because um, <laughs> that's literally what he's going to be because he's not doing finance. Like I actually still do all of my like financial type things for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of like the back end things sometimes, but I don't know. We'll see. So is he like living on TikTok now? Basically. <laughs> I've never scrolled on the for you page on TikTok. We hit 10,000 followers on TikTok and it's funny cuz I remember when I hit 10,000 followers on Instagram, I was like running a marathon. I was just like yeah. I was so it's like an adrenaline rush. Um so hopefully we'll continue to grow TikTok. You know, I think it's it's a very unique platform. I don't know much about it, but we're learning and the content's been really fun to create for that. It's a lot less curated in my opinion than Instagram Mm -hmm. and I also have heard that TikTok favors users more than Instagram does you know where TikTok wants you to like wants more people to see your posts Instagram just hiding your posts from everybody so like literally yeah like what's the point um so yeah he's on TikTok a lot so what are your thoughts on it all transitioning to video because for me I'm so happy I've been like I'm terrible at Instagram. I hate posing for pictures. Like I, my platforms are YouTube and podcasting. I'm clearly like more of a talker. Like that's yeah. where I thrive. I can't do the photos. So I couldn't be happier that it's all turning video. But I know some people completely disagree with me. I think it's just like personal preference. It's a lot more work for sure for food mm-hmm. videos, I think. But I do I think it's going to loosen up the tightness on Instagram at times. Like it's going to show, it's going to be less curated content. I hope. Yeah. Um, and a lot more, I don't know, just see, like, I, I don't want to say real, but I guess it's going to be like more like real content. And a lot of the times I'd be shooting food and trying to figure out a way to make it look, you know, beautiful, like on a fur photo. And I'm not going to have that pressure anymore. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, you know, and I think that that is great because I'm a lot less, oh my God, about the pictures I put on my blog because people, you know, I'm not getting likes and comments on my blog. Like the traffic's coming, whether you like the picture or not, it doesn't matter. It's more of like the word focus there. So I think it's for the best. If I wasn't bringing Jordan on, I would have had to bring someone on for video. But yeah. what's cool is that we decided that he was doing all this video stuff with me before Instagram announced this. So incredible. Yeah, it was good timing. Yeah, that's amazing. But you do also, what's annoying is you still need a cover image. So like you do still need to get the perfect shot to make the cover image for all the reels, but agreed it'll still be more of like a real authentic like environment. I think it's going to be more like YouTube. People don't like the curated, like people, there's like a huge movement movement to like social media purge. Like if someone makes you feel like shit about yourself, unfollow. Like people don't want to follow these like, perfect bikini model photos anymore so I agree I think it's going in a way better direction at least for people like us who want to be ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than like I'm sure people have been stuck in like the face tuning for 15 years it's probably a huge anxiety provoking situation for them but like I personally love that it's getting more real and authentic on there yeah me too yeah so you started on Instagram and then Mm -hmm. I mean, it was mainly like a food Instagram, I feel like, and cooking and recipes, it still is. So on this note of like video, I feel like it would have been a more natural progression for your brand if you went to like TikTok or YouTube or something. So like, 
to visually show how you're baking or something like that. So why did you choose podcasting? Like what made you get drawn to that? Was it like a personal preference? Was it a business strategy? Um, so when I started my, when I started my brand in general, I started on Instagram and my, and then I quickly started my blog shortly thereafter. Um, cause I knew from like an SEO perspective, like you can make ad revenue and just my last, my previous job before I was running this full time, I worked in earned media. So I just, and influencer marketing before it was called influencer marketing, but, yeah. um, everyone's called a blogger at that time. Um, and I always wanted to keep differentiating my, myself and I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket because one day Instagram could die. And then I didn't want to be left with nothing. And so first I started Instagram, then my blog, then it was my cookbook. And then I randomly was walking to a ferry, like in Hoboken to go into the city. And I was on the phone with my friend and I said to her, you know what? I think I'm going to start a podcast. It was very spontaneous. That's how I started everything. That's how I started my Instagram. I cook like everything's very not thought out, not methodical. I just think of an idea and I run with it. And I ordered all the equipment sitting on the ferry on Amazon and it was at my apartment like two days later thanks to Amazon um I just love talking I love audio I love listening to podcasts and I thought it could be a cool way to bring on some of the CEOs and founders of businesses I like some bring on some other content creators some friends talk more about the things that I don't talk about on Instagram like fertility and motherhood and just things going on in life um, my podcast is almost like, it's something that I'll never get rid of, but it's not my top priority in terms of like right. what I'm doing, but I love doing it right now. I'm actually putting it on hold in after September because we live in a thousand square feet. Like I have two kids <laughs> in here. I have nowhere to record. Like yesterday yeah. I wanted to record one of the ads for an episode on Monday and I'm Ezra's shush machines on while he's napping Brody's crying getting a bath and I literally have nowhere to record and the only time that's quiet in my apartment is like basically from like 11 to 1 every day so it's just not feasible where we are so I am putting it on hold but I'm always looking to answer your question I started the podcast because I'm always looking for ways to different differentiate my business so that's why I leaned on podcasting first and then it's it was totally it's different for me which I like it puts me out yeah. of my comfort zone. I personally love your podcast. And I know oh, you thanks. recently, of course, and you recently, you started talking about like, it wasn't this grand pivot or like rebrand by any means, but you're like, made an intentional point to say like, I just want to keep these super conversational. Like a lot of the times you'll have a guest on and they'll be like, oh, we started recording. Like mm -hmm. from a listener perspective, it sounds like right when they enter the Zoom or whatever, like it's already recording and that's what you put up and you're always like no I'm not gonna edit it out <laughs> like whenever someone's no. like you'll edit this out you're like no and it's always left in and I yes. absolutely love it are you now like more intentional about I know you're pausing but about who you bring on because you want like is it now just going to be friends or like people you know you vibe with um it's almost some yeah it's like topics that I get requested a lot to talk about I try and honor what my listeners want me to talk about um, a lot of the time and also just things that I think are going to be good conversation starters. And if someone I think has a really awesome story to share, or just a story in general, I get excited and I want to bring them on. Um, what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of times you can follow someone on Instagram or read their blog and then you try having a conversation with them and you can't like some people are just very awkward. So podcasting yeah. is definitely has a lot of its challenges. Um, and I'm super conversational luckily, but it's definitely it's a, it's a totally different beast than what I'm, what I'm used to, but I, Jordan, and I actually going to start a new series on the podcast. Well, for at least we'll try one episode with it and see how it goes like an advice series, because I think it'd be cool for people to submit like stories, excuse me, stories or like something, and then ask us for advice and we can give feedback because my most downloaded episodes are honestly Q and A's and ones about eating disorders. And I think that like, people you know people really like the very raw content that they're that they're consuming on podcasts yeah I recently listened to your one on your food journey and I found Thank it you. so relatable just because I also went abroad like I just totally got exactly what you were talking about and I luckily 
never really had a major issue with food, but I've had friends and it was always around that time of like study abroad and like junior year of college. Yeah. Where everyone was sort of at its worst. And it sucks because that was the time where like, you're traveling. We should be eating the pizza in Florence. And Mm -hmm. like all you're thinking about is body image. And so I love that you even opened up about that. And I, I also love that your husband was like asking the questions from us and that you sort of made it like Q&A instead of just sharing your story. Like you he were wanted to say, yeah, <laughs> it was not like 10 o'clock at night. We had just gone back from the Hamptons from two weeks with no childcare. And we wanted to jump out of a window because we were so tired. And I realized that the podcast was already on hold for two weeks. This is why this is why my podcast is going on hold because I yeah. can't <laughs> delaying things. Like I very, I'm not a flaky person. It's I'm getting flaky here. Yeah. And I was like, but I have like twenty something questions. I already lined them all up. Like I just need you to ask them. And I didn't want to just sit there and talk to myself. Like I could. Yeah. But he's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> you can get used to it. <laughs> I know. I know. He's a champ. He rose to the occasion. <laughs> well. On that note of like just being totally vulnerable and yourself, and I know a lot of people's advice when when there's like smaller creators trying to become influencers is, you know, be yourself, talk like your mess is your message. But sometimes it's like you also need a strategy or you also need to be aesthetically pleasing because if you just go on with zero followers and you're just like talking to the camera like, oh, my apartment's so messy. I'm so relatable. Like you're not necessarily going to get a million followers in a day. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on like, because you've been in the game for a long time and you've been able to really grow for a long time. I'm curious your thoughts on like the idea of it's so saturated now and be yourself, but also be strategic and also, you know, put a lot of work and time into like making it aesthetic because I know with your like recipe creation and even though you're on Instagram, I feel like it's just as time consuming as how I make YouTube videos because you have to make the recipe to come up with the recipe, make it like there's all the footage and everything. So it's similar to a YouTube video. Um, So even though you're so raw and relatable, you also put a ton of work into what you're doing. So I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on for smaller creators. On how to grow, on how to grow your brand or? Just like, yeah, how can you be raw and relatable, but also put some strategy into it because it is so saturated. Yeah. So I definitely think that I was at a full advantage when I started my Instagram. Like, I'm not going to be naive. I started my Instagram over six years ago. There, It wasn't saturated at all. And what made me stand out at that point in time was that everyone had like a niche of you were a vegan food blogger or you were paleo or you were gluten-free and reviewing restaurants or you were, you know, quote, a foodie. Like everyone had one thing. And when I started, I did have one thing for like a week and then I got bored, but I started with oatmeal and it was like everything you had to do with oats and oatmeal and overnight oats and muffins with oatmeal. And then as I was creating more recipes, like no one is just making food that and from my perspective that's like healthy and like some recipes are gluten-free some happen to be vegan some happen to be paleo and I think that that resonated with a lot of people because I think more people relate to that type of lifestyle as opposed to eating like one specific way and there weren't that many recipe developers doing that so I was creating content that I mean I don't think it's like quality but the recipes were working for people. And also the food photos have always been, this is intentional. Like I don't want someone to look at a photo of something I've made and not think they can make it at home. So they're not overly styled. They're styled for right. sure. You know, a lot of times if it's a bowl, I put something underneath the food to make it to elevate it a bit. Like they, they do look like they are styled in some capacity, but there's not rose petals flying everywhere mm-hmm. and like lavender stems in the background. Like those are beautiful and those are beyond my, like I can't do that. <laughs> and so I think that that's what really helped me grow in terms of like, it was the content was, yeah, quote quality, but it wasn't like super high quality. It was approachable, relatable, and it wasn't intimidating. And then when Instagram stories came out, people got to know for everyone, like the person behind the food photos which I think was really cool because it allowed everyone to relate to someone on another level. Like people got to see behind the scenes and in, in anything. Um, and I think now it's really hard. I think it is oversaturated. I also think that the platform of Instagram itself sucks. 
Yeah. They don't show your, like my story views one day will be amazing. And then the next day they'll like plummet. And the day after that, they're amazing. And then they plummet. And then I'm just like, it's a roller coaster. And it's easy to let it really get to you. But at the same time, everyone's in the same boat. And I'll even go on like my personal account. And like my, my business account like, doesn't come up on my personal account. Like my stories don't come up. My things don't come up on my feed. And now it's just different. So if someone's growing an Instagram account now, I think it's hard. Yeah. I think it's really hard. And I think the best thing to keep in mind is just keep doing what makes you feel good. And if people see it, great. If they don't, whatever. But like do it for yourself. So like always create the content that makes you feel good and don't do what other people are doing because that's just not going to – it's not going to like fill you with joy. Um, yeah. At least in my opinion. Yeah. And then it sounds like you started with a niche and then you sort of broadened it up a bit. So what are your yeah. thoughts on niching down? No, I, I can't do it because I get bored. Same. Like Same. I started, it was literally lasted a week. Like I was like, I'm going to be all about oats. And then I started, it was all about overnight oats. I'm sorry. And then I like made a bunch of overnight oat recipes. And then I eventually was making like muffins with oat flour. Then I was like, oh, but like, I love almond flour too. Like I'm too much of a spaz to like, that's why I can't be follow like a specific gluten-free or dairy. Like I can't follow a specific diet because one day I'm going to want to go to like the vegan restaurant and like try the stuff with cashew cheese and then like fart my brains out after. And (laughs) the next day I'm going to want to get a burger and I'm going to want to like, you know, have some fried eggs that day. I just think that I get bored in a niche. Like I need to like keep going everywhere. I agree. Imagine you were still posting about oats. (laughs) No, I'd be so bored. If like when I started with oats, it was because I wanted to sell overnight oats. Like I wanted to basically do what a company like Mush is doing. I wanted to package overnight oats, mm-hmm. which is funny because my colleagues at my first job out of college, I've been eating overnight oats since I was twenty. Sorry, twenty-two. And they used to tell me I was eating. It looked like Mush. Like they would make fun of me, which is like Mush was genius to call it Mush because it looked yeah. like that. I know, and so that's what I wanted to do. And then Jordan said to me, "Why don't you just?" you know, excuse me, post your overnight oats and see if you are interested. And then like, you can get a commercial kitchen. And then I realized probably that for me, like it would be, I, I could, it's more profitable to do what I'm doing as opposed to like, you know, starting a brand from, from ground zero in terms of like a CPG brand. And now you can work with so many more things and make whatever yeah. you want rather than just like trying to come up with new flavors for your oats. Exactly. So I love oats forever and always, but I'm happy that I make things that are not just oatmeal related. Do you think that this thought just came to mind, like working on your Instagram and with food so much has really helped your relationship with food, at least in the beginning? Yeah, for sure. And I would, yeah, I even said, I spoke about this on my podcast that if you asked me when I was, right now I'm 31. If you asked me when I was 24 or 25 like how's your relationship with food I'd be like oh my god it's great and then if you ask the same question 20 around 26 27 oh it's great even better than last year like every year it's gotten so much better and so much like zero fucks sorry if I can't curse like you can add that out but you can absolutely curse <laughs> it's just like I don't care as much as I used to which is great and I'm personally I attribute that to working with food for sure because I think that there was so much restriction for so much, so much, so many years, like, you know, knowing like you can't eat that because you're going to get fat or like you shouldn't eat that because like it's not healthy. And like, I'm surrounded by food. Food yeah. is everywhere. It's everywhere in my apartment. It's everywhere in my mind because I'm always thinking like what I want to make next, but not in a way where it's like obsessive. It's more like excitement and like looking like so excited to do it. And then becoming a mom, I didn't want to raise, I don't want to raise my children in an environment with someone who's like restrictive. Like if my son, I was like, I'm, this is actually a good example. I've never had Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A never like opened in this area until recently. Mm-hmm. I've had every other fast food chain imaginable because I loved fast food growing up. <laughs> and I've said, I'm like, you know, I've never had Chick-fil-A. And my friend Lisa goes, oh my God, you have to go and get it. It's like, you know what? I really have zero desire to eat that. But the second that, like, Ezra says to me one day, like, let's go to Chick-fil-A for lunch, mom, what am I supposed to say? No, like, that's not healthy. Like, no, we're not going to go every week. But if you want to try it, like, and go for it, like, once in a while, that's fine. So, like, then I would try it then and go with him. But five years ago, I'd been like, absolutely not. I would never eat that. Um, But, like, and then being with Jordan, too, 
he is the best perspective on food imaginable. Like, he's the type of guy who eats, like, you know, like, I don't like the word balance, but, like, he's very, like, nutritious, like, during the week, like, whatever, he makes his freaking smoothies with, like, God knows what in it, and he, like, loves making Ethan's his the same way. <laughs> and then, like, we literally will eat whatever the hell all weekend. Like, he's the same Yeah, and yeah. it's, like, then if you go to, like, the bar around the corner, like, or if he goes to, like, a place, like, he gets the burger with the onion ring on it, and then the next day, like, he's asking me for chia pudding. Like, yeah. he is very, he has a very great approach to food. He's always been like that, so being with him for so long, it, like, made me want to be like that, because I never was. So I think it's like working with food and going out of my comfort zone and then being a mom and being with Jordan, definitely all attributed to that. Yeah. And it's who you surround yourself really, like who you're surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with. I remember going back to college, like I was okay with food, but other people's anxieties around food and how they would talk about it made me anxious about food to the point yeah. where I remember calling my mom freshman year and being like, I was literally crying saying, I can't tell if I'm gaining weight or not, but everyone else around me is talking about it. And I haven't been like eating any special diet or like focusing on food. And I can't tell if I'm gaining weight. And I just hysterically cried. And ever since then, freshman year, I never thought about it again. But I just remember like entering into a new friend group and like meeting all these new people in college, afraid of the freshman 15. And it just like, it plants so much anxiety within you around food where you have mm-hmm. to surround yourself with people once you're out of college and you can choose really who you're surrounding yourself with too. And people sort of grow out of that. It yeah. really changes everything. It does. And like who you surround yourself with makes a huge difference. Like I'm yeah. luckily my friends are like, not very like diet focused. Like I don't, they wouldn't be my friend, honestly. Like they would Same. be, but I wouldn't be able to like really see or talk to them. Um, But yeah, when I hear like other people, whether it's like, you know, friends of a friend or if I'm at a party or, an event or something it's also funny when people like say like a family barbecue will come up to me and like assume like I'm not going to like eat something there because it's like not healthy and I'm just like just because I make healthy food doesn't mean I have to eat healthy food all the time like I don't even eat gluten-free I like part of me hates that I put myself in this like gluten-free pigeon like a pigeonhole myself into Mm -hmm. this nugget but I know it helps so many people so I continue to do it because you know at the end of the day I'm here to like make food that people really want to eat and enjoy as as well as myself, but it's also cool that I've been incorporating recipes that do have gluten in it because I don't care. Like, you know, there's yeah. like gluten-free alternatives, but when people are like, can you make gluten-free challah? No, I can't because I don't want to ruin challah. I feel that. I, I can't. 100%. <laughs> but also it's not like you're posting like carrots and crudite and like salads with four ingredients in it. Like you were posting baked goods, which by the way, I make once a week, one of your recipes. I'm obsessed oh, with the who kitchen the dark chocolate sea salt like paleo crinkle brownie cookies something like that life-changing brownie crinkle cookies are I have to I made those right before Brody was born I need to make them again because they're they're also really good frozen oh really I gotta do that because instead I just like try to get them all in in a week frozen (laughs) cookies oh my god frozen cookies are everything my brown butter chocolate chip cookies are the best ever frozen I love frozen. Frozen dessert is like my everything. Yeah. Mm. How are you like making sure you're not wasting food? Because you make recipes all the time. Do you freeze everything? Is your freezer overflowing? Like what do you do? I'm a psychopath with food waste. Like Jordan will make fun of me because if I melt chocolate to like drizzle on top of a recipe or like whatever it may be, like there could be like this much left and I like put in like a little jar and like save it for like the next day. Um, so we have a nanny right now that helps with our kids. So I share a lot of stuff with her. Like if we mm-hmm. make lunch recipes and she's, she obviously she's here around lunch, like we'll give her recipes. If there's products that people send that, you know, if I really like them, but don't have, don't have anywhere to put them, or if I don't like them, I'll give them to her for her family. She has like six grandkids. She also oh, wow. goes to the park and has like, you know, the crew of Yentas that she talks to. <laughs> and so I'll send things that I like, though, I know they'll like. My brother lives around the corner. I share everything. Um, yeah. Baked goods, I like. I share them if like I don't want to personally eat them all, but like I do like having them in my freezer because like I like eating them because like that's the point of making them. Yeah. It's like so we can eat them, but <laughs> nothing goes to waste because I'm crazy. And I also try to do recipes that like kind of calculated where. I used to make like three cookie recipes in a day and like around the holidays, like, yeah, I'll do that again. But I try and do like, you know, 
two dinner recipes and a cookie that day. So it's like switching things up. So we're consuming everything. Um, I just try and put more like like strategy behind that. And are you doing that every day or do you have like your cooking and baking set days? Like what is your schedule with that? I'm not a scheduled person. Like the only thing that's scheduled is me leaving for a morning walk and my times of day that like I eat because I eat like an infant. Like I have to eat every couple of hours. And um, with Jordan joining, I have to be a little bit more scheduled because he needs that. So we're trying to put that together now. I try not to do recipes on Fridays. Lately, we've been doing recipes literally like three a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and that's the cleaning, it's a lot. The cleaning yeah. just gave me anxiety thinking about yeah. cleaning three times a day. It's a lot. Um, but you know, to me, cleaning the dishes and clean, it's honestly therapeutic. I, I'm weird. So jealous. But it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, but we usually try and do recipes from like 10 to two recipes and shooting everything. Um, and we, it, we like, there's no, you, I, Jordan's already like procrastinating just doesn't work in this business like you gotta just like get it done and my energy dips usually around like two three o'clock from like you know we're up at five five thirty with our like Brody like we're tired yeah. um and so then that's when like we'll do all like office type work but recipes usually three to four days a week wow yeah that's a ton yeah it's a lot does it ever yeah. like now that it's your job does it lose its zest or its passion or you're just like I still love it so um, much it's funny because like I love it so much. There's so many people that start with food and then transition into not food, like and do all like lifestyle stuff. I would never like I know never say never, but I'll never transition into lifestyle. I love food too much. But for us it's cool because we have to like the way I look at it is like we have to eat. We're yeah. human beings. Like we might as well like we're not making food that we're not eating. So when we like, for example, like Tuesdays, we go, we do our live and like I made my Thai turkey meatballs and then I didn't have to make dinner for my family that night because that's what we were having for dinner. So you have to cook anyways. Like I'm not someone who's like, yeah, I pop in like the frozen pizza or there's like a really good frozen organic pizza from Trader Joe's. We like love to make those, but like I, I we usually eat like a home cooked meal or get takeout. So I have to cook regardless. So no, I don't get tired of it. Sometimes I get like fatigued like physically where I just like want to sit down but um no that's amazing I also I love the lives it's so smart because it's like instead of making a whole produced video you can just cook dinner while being on live and like it's just so convenient it's nice it's like that's the definition of raw content like I just I do it and then we post it and Ezra screams in more than half of them but that's okay. Um, he's yeah. he, he's a toddler. <laughs> what do you expect? Um, but yeah, they've been really fun to do. I love the lives. Um, I wish we could do them at like six or seven, like later in the night evening. We get so yeah. many requests for that, but it just we need childcare when we're doing those. Um, so otherwise, we it would be like a if we had just had Ezra or only one, just had Brody, like one kid, we could ju- like probably juggle it. But it's too much with two kids. Yeah, to the do them screaming them. like really entertains me though. Oh my god, I live for Great. it. <laughs> Happy to hear. I can just tune in for a little bit on live, and I don't have to deal with it personally. That's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, Ezra is the sassiest, sassiest human ever. So like funny. I'm obsessed with him in every single way. But yeah, he's he's sassy. So funny. Okay, well, I could talk to you all day, but we have to get into the ending segment. It's called okay. Fun Facts and Favorites. So Ooh, I love first okay. up, thanks. What is your morning routine? Um. Okay, well, I Brody is five months, or almost five months. August 7th will be five months. So he wakes up around like 5, 5.30, and I nurse him when he wakes up, and then I have to pump right after because my boobs wake up rock hard like concrete <laughs> and before kids I used to sleep till eight o'clock so just want to preface by saying that I'm not a, an early riser I would never get up before seven o'clock unless like it, someone was trying to kill me um which sometimes <laughs> I do think my children are trying to kill me when Brody wants to get me up at five <laughs> um so I wake up I nurse him pump my boobs as I go to the bathroom if I don't go to the bathroom first thing in the morning I want to kill someone so I will sit on the toilet and I go to the bathroom Drain my boobs, prepare breakfast for everyone, 
Um, I pack Ezra his – this is going to be, like, the lamest morning routine, by the way. I no, pack I Ezra it. his snacks for the park for when his nanny takes him out to the park. He usually gets an apple or pear or, like, something cut up and some, like, Hue crackers or Simple Mills crackers or pretzels or whatever. He needs something crunchy and, like, a fruit. And <laughs> then we eat breakfast together. Ezra wakes up like a bat out of hell, and he goes – hungry and like if you don't (laughs) give him food he will kill you so it depends on the time but like this morning he woke up at seven we gave him like a thing of blueberries he was eating and then I actually made overnight oats so he had some overnight oats around 7 45 um I always eat my breakfast around time with him as like a form of bonding I pump my boobs again (laughs) so I've now breastfed pumped my boobs twice and (laughs) prepared all of Brody's bottles for the day this is, I'm telling you, it's boring. And then our nanny comes at 8 it. o'clock, and I get the hell out of my apartment for the out, for my walk, and then I say bye-bye. And bye-bye. that's my morning I, routine. I loved that mommy routine. <laughs> so lame. Thank you. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite podcast? Um, This is going to come as a huge surprise, but I love the morning toast. I'm not a toaster as in like, I don't agree with half of the stuff and their opinions that they say, but it's banter and entertainment and I love listening to it. It's fabulous. Agreed. And it's there every day. And like you actually do get some news. I love the housewives recaps, but agreed. I disagree with half the shit they say. Sometimes they're annoying, but I still always listen. (laughs) Yeah. I, I like it. I like listening to it. Okay. When do you feel your happiest? When my kids go to bed, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. My happiest. I don't know. I'm a pretty like wear your heart on your sleeve person, so I'm happy like with like the like I I get happy with like the dumbest things. Like Ezra actually now says like, "Oh, mommy, happy." Like I was happy. Like I took a sip of a kombucha. I really liked it. Oh, and I like was like, "Ooh, this is so good." He goes, "Mommy, happy." <laughs> I get happy with, like, the littlest things. I get happy when my manager sends me an offer that I love. I get happy when Ezra gives, walks in the door at 1 o'clock and gives me the biggest hug and kiss. I get happy when Brody, like, smiles at me. I just, like, I don't know. I'm very – I'm easily happy. That's great. But I'm also easily, like, annoyed and tired, so don't be fooled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one is my favorite question to ask every guest, but I'm especially excited to ask you. What would be your last meal on earth? Like what? What meal of the day? Whatever you want. It could be a whole spread. Oh my god, my last meal on earth. So I mean, you probably know I asked like what you're eating for your last day on earth on my podcast because like I can't yeah. pick a meal. Like I would rather die than pick one meal. Um, <laughs> you can say a million. It's your last day. Okay, I'm gonna give you my last day because okay. that's the only way I can like not take 20 minutes to think of one. Meal. I play this game with my friends and we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you can do that if you want. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so for breakfast, I would have banana chocolate chip pancakes with maple syrup. Um, it would be whole wheat banana chocolate chip pancakes, just because anyone cares. Um, and Why? then Why whole wheat? My mom used to make these whole wheat banana chocolate chip pancakes when I was growing up and they are so okay. good. And it's really just a pancake because she made them so big. And I love them so much. They were delicious. It was with like Nestle Toll House, like chocolate chips and like mashed up banana. Yeah. And I still just like dream of them. They were like crispy on the outside. They were so good. Um, yeah. For a snack in the morning, I'd probably have a perfect bar, chocolate peanut butter flavor or regular peanut butter flavor. And I would have a kombucha alongside of it. And then for lunch, I would have a everything bagel, not scooped out. With scallion or chive cream cheese <laughs> with locks and mm-hmm. arugula on top. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was eating it open-faced. If it was a sandwich, then no arugula. And then I would have a honey crisp apple in addition to that. And then my snack between that would probably be like an ice cream of sorts. Like a frozen yogurt type of thing with like a lot of fun toppings. And then for dinner, I don't know if I want pizza or or, um, a burger. I'm going to go with a burger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go with a burger. It would be a burger with caramelized or pickled onions, avocado, and onion rings. I'm not a big French fry person. Never was. Um, 
Yeah, and then I would have a sea salt, like a big sea salt chocolate chip cookie. Not a Levain type styled cookie. Like I think those are great, but this is my last cookie. It would not be that one. I love those, but not this one. It would mm-hmm. be like a big, like chewy on the inside and like a little crisp on the outside. A sea salt, dark chocolate chip, dark dark chocolate chip cookie with milk and dip it in. That's like the one that I told you is my favorite recipe of yours. Like a dark chocolate sea salt cookie. Yeah. So good. I love sea also, salt. Also, I think that's going to be the real. Like, I think that's the 30 second reel that's going <laughs> in my Instagram. <laughs> it should. It should. That's a good, that's that. a good idea. <laughs> and I would have a lot of spin drifts throughout the day for sure. And I didn't even have granola. I'd have a granola as a snack. Granola is my favorite okay. food. Also, what's your favorite kombucha? So like I love drink? GTs. I, I I love Health Aid and GTs. Those are like the two that I usually drink. Today I'm drinking. I wish that one of them would work with me, but like nobody will. Um, <laughs> lemon. I'm drinking the lemon berry one. It's really good. It tastes like lemon, yeah. like a strawberry lemonade type thing. And then from Health Aid, I really like the passion fruit tangerine. I spend so much money on kombucha. It's like it's my kryptonite. Do you like kombucha? Love. My boyfriend actually makes his own now. Really? He's he like he loves a challenge. He loves to cook. He makes sourdough. It's so good. It's Um, so good. Maybe we'll try that when we have a house. Okay. I'm gonna try that. You should. All right. Well, thank Thank you you so so much much. for coming on. Where can the people find you? I am Rachel Mansfield everywhere. My blog, Rachelmansfield.com. Follow me on TikTok. Um, (laughs) that's the first time I've ever said that. TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> Pinterest, Facebook, all of Rachel Mansfield. And my cookbook is just the good stuff. And it's Rachel without the E, Rachel Mansfield. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.